0: Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From great sex to sexual trauma, breakups and breakdowns, icky secrets, and happy endings. It's the stuff that makes us human, and boy, do we cover it all. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M U M S D A Y S.com. I would be very grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it means more people can find the podcast and I also really, really, really love hearing from you so please contact me through Instagram at mumsdays with all your stories of life and any thoughts you might have on the episode or even questions you want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me Hannah. And today I'm joined with Katie. Hello. I bet you're wondering why you're here, aren't you? A little bit. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> <Evil. laughs> so I've been away and I haven't seen Katie for ages and I've got like a whole bunch of things I want to talk to you about. Lovely. Be nice to have a catch up. So we're just having a catch up basically. Mm. Um, okay, the first thing on my mind, so mm-hmm. I've come back from a holiday and I'm like, I need to get on with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. and one of the big things is i need to buy a house right that's a biggie i'm really putting it off yeah why what's in your way uh it feels really grown up and Mm. i don't actually know what i'm really looking for yeah like do you have it in your head an idea of your like what your dream house would be but also what you'd be happy with do you have those two things? Are they clear to you?
1: No, definitely not. <laughs> Do you have
0: that? No, that's <laughs> what I was like. I wanted to check with you. I'm like, is it weird that I'm not sure what I'm looking for? No, because I, I th- think if you go in with expectations like that, then you, you're never going to find the dream home and what you're happy with. Right. Mm. So coming at this from the point of view of manifesting, yes, which I have talked about before, and I try not to talk about it because it's a bit like everybody's talking about it yeah and i'm not that religious with it anymore like definitely in the past i used to do it a lot it's like probably even just a coping mechanism Mm. but i do i I have found that when i'm clear about what i want it comes to me much easier yeah so like this house i'm currently in at the time i was really into manifesting i was like right i want to live in this particular place right by the sea um, and it needs to be this size, like three bedrooms, whatever. And I literally emailed every estate agent going mm-hmm. saying, this is what I'm looking for. I just want to rent the next day. Mm. Like they were all like, ha ha, you'll be lucky. <laughs> yeah. The next day, literally I met a friend for coffee and she went, oh, my house that I'm literally sitting in now is yeah. is now available. Mm. It was well within my budget. It was exactly what we needed, and I was a bit like, "Oh, but it's not. It's not where I wanted. The universe has got it wrong." Yeah, but actually, this is exactly where I needed to be. Yeah,
1: I think there's an element of that as well, like of just letting it happen. You know,
0: yeah, like letting
1: the place that you end up be the place that you are meant happy to be. In. In. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm. But I guess I'm scared to start because my budget is going to need them all. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, right. So obviously, you've seen what my old house used to look like. Mm. Big house on the hill. We made it look beautiful. Mm. It was finished the day that it went on the market and I <laughs> yeah. never got to fully enjoy it. But equally, I'm like, mm, I don't think that was my dream anyway. Yeah. And I envisage myself in like just a quirky little masonette yeah. maybe above a shop mm-hmm. like a nice shop not like um fish and chips fish and chips <laughs> shop or i'm thinking like uh what's it called an off license oh yeah a place that's going to be open or not i don't want that i want to be above bellwoods ha- something ha- like that hannah's house above the office
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's six so back quirky i've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. an und- <laughs>
0: I think I want, but you know when you're like, I'm so stuck in, is it because I'm rebelling against everything else and I'm trying to, um, I don't know, be the exact opposite? Or is it genuinely that I'm like, yeah. Like, I feel like I don't need a garden. No. I want to have as small a smallest place as possible so that we can keep the bills to the minimum because mm-hmm. I just want to travel. Yeah. And explore and do mm-hmm. fun things with my kids that way. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also like, oh... Like, Ruben's new bedroom in his dad's house is, like, this lovely, massive place. Mm. Yeah, but let him have that at his dad's. Like, yeah. Like, it doesn't... If
1: It's like you've said, if he's going on loads of amazing trips and things with you, then he's not going to care about what his bedroom's like anyway. What do you think? Yeah, plus, you've... Like, for me, I had two bedrooms when I was a kid. Okay, yeah. And I had one that was my bedroom and one that was a room that I stayed in, and I didn't feel like a... There was no particular place that I wanted to be in more, but there was one where I kept all my stuff and that didn't mean that I liked one parent or one house more than the other, you know? It was just, like, one was my bedroom and one was where... Like, actually, the one at my dad's, which was the one that I just went and stayed in, was, like, really nice because it had just my nice things and my, like, pink dressing gown was there and, like, just mm. a few cuddly toys and not loads of mess everywhere, you know? So it was nice having those two things and I was yeah. a kid. didn't mean that one of them was any less than the other
0: one yeah you just I think you tend to have one place anyway even if you do have two bedrooms yes I see what you mean I guess the difference for my kids is that they are literally 50 50 between me yeah, and my dad true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um but I think as long as it's a happy home that children yeah. love it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter I agree I totally agree and I think Kath will help me get rid of some of my Clutter! Because I'm like, if I downsize, that's going to be tricky. Yeah. Because I've got a lot of stuff in it. Mm. Do you not think you might be putting it
1: off because once you get the ball rolling, you've then got to move house and that's a huge thing? Yeah, there is that too, isn't there? Mm. If it was me, I'd be putting it off, especially like if you're happy with where you are. You know, it's hard to then go okay, got to start this journey on finding somewhere that's potentially going to be smaller and require a lot of effort to get into.
0: Mm. <laughs> I understand and I want that. to be there for, like, as long as humanly possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I want this to be the place where we put down roots and... So I suppose when you put it like that, it's a yeah. bit of a fucking big deal. So it is a big thing. It's a really
1: big thing. They say that it's like one of the most stressful things you can go through along with bereavement and divorce. So
0: mm. there you go. I think, and maybe so... it was you that taught me that. Actually. I probably did. I think it was on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you listen. Yeah, I do. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> Katie listens because she does all the editing. I do. Um, I listen to the podcast a lot, a lot of times. A lot, mm. a lot of times. It's just a lovely job. Yeah, thanks. So, right. I think this actually leads into my next thing. So, I was going to tell you about, like, I, sorry to be this person. <laughs> what's coming <laughs> you know when someone's like i had this crazy dream and then it goes on for 100 years and you're like fuck me this yeah. is the most boring thing i'm gonna do this to yeah you. and on a, on a podcast as well so yeah everybody you are welcome but i think this is important because okay. it kind of ties in with the becoming a grown-up and mm-hmm. the other thing about this is i've had this conversation with natalie my yoga lovely yoga lady who's mm-hmm. refusing to come on the podcast well
1: people. I don't, but people might find it a bit daunting, mightn't they? I mean, but don't worry, you
0: got it. nothing to worry about. Just come on, just come on. <laughs> We're sitting on my sofa having a chat. <laughs> but my point, if partly of telling you this, is because I want to tell you how insightful Natalie is, so that we yeah. can all start a, comp, you know, like a thing to get her on. Mm-hmm. Like she is. I'd good. really <laughs> like it to do an episode. I would really like, like you to do an so episode. So smart and so. Like just in, So at the moment, she's really interested in Jungian theory. So she's mm. like, yesterday I saw her and she's like, so tell me about your dreams. Yes, I see, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, love it. Mm. So the theory is that when you have a dream, every single person within the dream mm-hmm. represents an element of yourself.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. So the first part of the dream that I told her about which is why I woke up when I was away at the retreat was that I dreamt that I was on the side of the mountain you know that massive rock that we climbed yeah. mm-hmm. looked up and someone accidentally went too far over the edge and started falling mm. and then somebody else went to grab them mm. and then they fell too Ooh! so I saw them both fall and, and then I woke up and I was like well, I'm not sleeping again for a while. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. So Natalie was saying, well, who were the two people? What mm. bit of you is that? Mm. But they're people you knew. They weren't people I knew, but she's saying that whoever they were, yeah. they're an element of yourself. Yeah. So you've obviously felt like you've fallen and then another part of yourself has tried to catch that bit of you and then also fallen
1: but then I wonder if there's something in what they look like
0: as well who were they what were they like did what did they have anything about them like I felt like they were maybe I couldn't even tell you what gender they were yeah Mm -hmm. like I think possibly like a man and then an older woman Mm -hmm. maybe but I can't quite remember Mm -hmm. um so that was the first bit so I was like, I'm not totally sure what that's about, but interesting. And then the next bit, when I finally got back to sleep like four hours later, mm. I had about an hour's sleep and then Josie's like, do you want a coffee? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yes, but, the, but I was in the middle of a dream there where, this is the nice bit, mm-hmm. I was sat with Madonna. Oh, amazing! As in the Madonna, the singer, not... <laughs> the mother of jesus yes Mm -hmm. and although you know similar vibes not really in this thing, it was it was (laughs) like i was cuddled into her like sat sat like this with her and she had her arm around me and she was going i'm gonna take you on holiday all right Hmm. why were you going with madonna then it was irrelevant it was the feeling of her being like i'm just gonna look after you and i'm gonna Mm. buy you things and take you on holiday and i was like thanks madonna like it was such a huge weight lifted. Mm. I bet it is symbolic that she's Madonna though. Well, Natalie's thought on this was that that's a bit of yourself. Like yeah. you're getting to the point where you can actually start mm. looking after your little self mm. and be like, I've got this. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Because
1: mm. Madonna is the mother, isn't she? You know? She's the mm. mother, but
0: it, yeah. So it could have been the mother of God because she mm. had that vibe, but it was the Madonna. Yeah. So, maybe we should get that Madonna on, on the podcast. Absolutely, I think just, so. Yeah, yeah, I was like that. <laughs> that, that, that and she's, and she's, she's very big in the 80s, wasn't she? Which is when you were born, right? Yeah, but I think she was more like a Madonna now. She was Madonna now. Yeah. Mm, interesting. But either way, I think the the crux of the matter was I had this tumble and a fall mm-hmm. where I tried to save myself, mm-hmm. but, you know, over the course of the evening I then became the mothering figure for myself and I can look after myself and I can do this stuff and I can pay for my fucking holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't need anybody else. No, you don't. Oh so I like that's that. nice, yeah. Isn't it it is, but it's yeah. Na- it's Natalie who helped me come to the conclusion, which is why she needs mm. to be, you know, here for everybody else. I find that
1: stuff so interesting. They say that like you um can put away all sorts of anxieties and things as well when you dream about them. Like, it's how your brain processes things that have been going through your head during the day. And so if you, like, I've always wanted to keep a dream journal, but never been good enough to actually do it. Not good enough. Disciplined enough. Never been disciplined. You were definitely good enough. I can't get a haircut or buy bras. Like (laughs) (laughs) Dream journal's just not going to happen, you know?
0: (laughs) That's the kind of thing I would do. Like, Mm. by the way, I've been so productive this week, but... Mm. I'm still failing because I've had to share my toilet roll between dancers. And <laughs> <toilet>. <laughs> i keep <laughs> forgetting to buy a toilet roll. Oh, no. It's the life stuff, isn't it? Yeah, that it is, goes yeah. down the bottom of the list. Yeah. So that anyway, that's, mm. that's the Madonna stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I can keep channeling that energy, I'll be fine when buying my house. Which is Absolutely. Why I sort of Absolutely. Connect the two together. Yeah. And I don't think you should be sort of um, down on yourself for hesitating on that because it makes sense yeah but maybe just the next step is like just walk through the door of a a estate agent Mm. Mm -hmm. absolutely because confidence grows from action
1: yeah and it could all happen really quickly or it might take ages but you're in control of that Mm -hmm. so it, it can happen as quickly
0: or as slowly as you want it to yeah I think once I get started I mean you know me I'll be all in all in, all I'll <laughs> yeah. talk to, you. Yeah. the next podcast will be just about buying houses. Yeah, I've become mind. the expert. You might, you might, and that'll be great. And, I'm and it'll be my new that. job, like I will have become the new salesman. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, yes. that's where we're going with this. Yeah. That's probably why I'm nervous. Yeah, because Before, I'm not ready for a new career. Yeah, because it's all encompassing <laughs> for you, and I understand <laughs> that, I get it, yeah. Mm. Uh, the other thing I was going to tell you about, mm, where are we at? Okay, so coming back from the retreat, mm-hmm. I had a big realisation around who I actually am. So I talked about, uh, when I was on the retreat, I did the podcast about how I was feeling post-divorce. Yes. And to finally get, you know, that sheet of paper which drew the line under it. And, and I assumed I'd be like, meh, it's just a piece of paper. But actually mm. it was hugely symbolic. Yeah. And I felt like the next month was kind of regressing, like old fears had come mm-hmm. up. Mm -hmm. like that whole thing I literally had a panic attack that I was going to be attacked by a dog yeah I'm like you know I was bitten by a dog when I was a kid Mm. When I was about 14 I used to help the milkman And I went to knock on someone's door and this Alsatian came around the corner and bit me. Mm. And it was terrifying. So after a while, you know, after that happened, I was a bit, Mm. like, cagey around dogs and stuff. But not surprised. Forgotten all about it. And then I'm walking (laughs) up a hill in Spain and I'm like, fuck, I'm about to be bitten by a dog. Mm. And I had this fear that the kids were with me. It was quite like a lucid dream almost. Mm. And that I was going to have to try and protect them somehow. Oh,
1: that's It was horrible. Yeah, that is horrible. I'm like,
0: so all that kind of stuff is was being processed and then I dream about the Madonna and somehow I seem to come out the other side. But when I come mm. back, I was like, I am definitely an extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's different levels. Like we were talking about this earlier, mm. whether it's like, I need to be around people to almost keep me st- sane and steady. Yeah.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. if I'm on my own too long, I go way too like overthinking everything. Yeah. And worrying. mm so, just the act of being like, I need to be alone, but I will need to be around people when I'm doing it. Yeah. So, going to sit in a coffee shop.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I guess learning that sort of thing can be really eye opening as well and allow yourself to do stuff more that suits you better. Like, I only recently learned that I'm more of an introvert. Do you think you are? Definitely. I was gonna ask you. Because, uh, like, I've always assumed that I was an extrovert because I'm quite like, I like. Um, people and I get along with them quite easily and like I can be quite chatty and yeah I, I thought all of those things are what makes you an extrovert but somebody once explained it to me as like an introvert somebody who recharges their batteries in private yeah. by themselves and an extrovert somebody who recharges their batteries by being around others and I'm definitely the former you wow. know I, I definitely need alone time in order to like come back to who I am yeah know? Um, whereas some people, and I can't even, now that I think about it, I am like, I can't even imagine this recharging my batteries, like, being with other people. Like, uh, yeah, that's, it, it exhausts me for some
0: reason. But I guess that's just the difference between the two, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it definitely exhausts me if there's a big group. Yeah. Like, being on the retreat was interesting from that point of view, because I'm like, I really valued more than anything this, this, the interactions one-on-one.
1: Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that
0: fully... I just love it. Mm-hmm. Getting to know someone, I'm like, tell me all your secrets mm. now. And we'll, you know. Yeah, I
1: like that as well. Go through yeah. your dreams
0: mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Let's try and work out who we are together. Yeah. Like, I love all that. and But the bigger groups, I find that, I think especially now I don't drink. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have been the loud dickhead at the end of the table <laughs> yeah. wanting everybody's attention. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I think I'm done with this. Yeah. But I'd be happy sitting on a table on my own. Yes.
1: And still being, being around surrounded up. by people. Yeah. I think it is different, though. Like, so, I think it's still being extroverted if you like to be around people. <coughs> Sorry. Whether that's in- interacting with them or not, you know?
0: Yeah. Whereas I would much rather sit in a room by myself. See, I can definitely do it. mm You know, I can be quiet, I can, you know, do yoga on my own, but I've just realised that if I do it for too long, I get very sad very quick. Yeah, that's interesting, because
1: I definitely feel better after periods alone. Yeah? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you think maybe there's something in it, I don't know, maybe not for everybody, but I think if you have self-worth issues, for example, Mm. that you're like, I need to not be myself as much, so I'm going to be the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, I'm like, oh, it's so cool to be an introvert. I I was an introvert. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. like You could just sit at home and like read books and be so relaxed in your own company. And I'm like, mmm. No, I know, but I would
1: much prefer to... And this is just like, you always want the thing that you don't have. But I would much prefer to be the kind of person who could be with people or surrounded by people all the time. And just not be... For me, like, it really takes it out of me. And so I can't do too much of it. Otherwise, I get exhausted. Mm. And... I would love to just be able to see people all the time and be, like...
0: I couldn't interact with people all the time. Yeah. Like, being somewhere surrounded by life bustling around me, that recharges my batteries. Mm. Sitting with people who I have to interact with all the time Mm. is tiring. Yeah. Like, it's lovely for, you know, for a couple of hours, for three hours, whatever, but after a while you're like, okay, I'm going to go sit (laughs) (laughs) I know. Not because I don't like them, it's just because you get tired, don't you? I've I've run out of crack, that kind of
1: thing. But for for me, even one-on-one, or like, so, I think it's like, to do with whether you like to be around noise and things or not, like, Mm. um... For me, the second that I work in a shop, and so the second the shop closes, if there's any jobs that I've got to do and things, I turn the music off immediately, mm. and I don't often listen to things just in the background. Like, I never have anything on in the background, because I think I
0: quite like things to be quiet. Yeah, that's um, the same for me. I noticed when I first liked seeing the art teacher, I was like, wow, he's always got music on. Yeah. And Whereas I like never that. have music on, mm. unless I'm in the car or yeah. walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I would never be like, oh, where's my speaker? I have got one, and I do occasionally put it on, but it tends to be if he's here.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, but, like, so if I was sat in a coffee shop, like, not necessarily interacting with people, but being around them, I would find the noise too much. Like, I would feel really relieved when... I wouldn't necessarily realise it at the time, actually, but when I walked out of the coffee shop, I'd feel really relieved
0: that, that I was going. away from
1: the noise and the people. Mm. So I guess that's kind of the difference. It's an interesting one. It's really not what I used to think it was.
0: I, I, I'm i still working it out. Yeah, same. I think Definitely. I am as well. Mm. But yeah, I certainly find that... I think it's just helpful to know, isn't it? Like, if mm. you feel yourself going into a shitty mood... Yeah. Being like, oh, I'm going to go and... Go yeah. sit in the coffee shop down the road just to, like, mm-hmm. get their energy. No, I don't really yeah. want... I don't mind chatting to people, but... It's fine if I'm just sat on my own, mm-hmm. which is another thing that I would never have done if I wasn't sober. Yeah, I think in the past I would have been like, I can't sit on a r- like anywhere on my own. That's like what sad losers do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's never bothered me. Has it not? Well, like, no, I've always I really worried about how that would look. Oh no! And I wouldn't I, have had the confidence, and maybe as well I would have been like. Instead of feeling like, oh, I'm feeling that void, I'm going to go sit and recharge my batteries in a coffee shop, Mm. I would have gone, who can I find to drink with?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly, yeah, yeah. And you'd make plans with somebody, whereas now you know that you don't need the plans to recharge, you can just be around people. Yeah, but I didn't Mm. know that until, like, last week. Yeah. I know, I think I'm still figuring it out as well, because sometimes it's... Better for me if I go out and do things. Like, sometimes I don't want to do it, and then if, if I, when yeah. I have gone and
0: done it, I feel better afterwards. I think especially if you are introverted and you're like, oh, I really should go to yoga and there's going to be mm-hmm. people there or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's quite a big ask.
1: Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm
0: like, I need to go there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I would actively avoid stuff like that, but then feel better once I've done them. Yeah. So there must be an element of that that... It's good for me as well. But you must do be... have
0: to push yourself to do things.
1: Yeah, and it must be a scale for everybody. Like I think nobody's completely solitary or needs to be in company all the time, are they? So
0: yeah, mm. like it's lovely to be on your own for a bit. But for me, I'm like, gonna keep an eye on that one. Yeah, because I've always been like, you should be able to. Be be on your own like almost trying to prove to myself that I can do it
1: yeah I know which is actually just fighting against what's natural to you yeah yeah I used to feel like I had to go out and do things because that was who I was like I'm a sociable person yeah and so I need to go out and make plans and do stuff
0: with people all the time because that's what I'm good at and that's yeah I mean if you think about like your career in London and everything it was Mm. all about being out the social life the. And the I The gigs, the yeah. music. Oh, well, and
1: I don't think I think actually I need to just give myself a little bit of time by myself. As well. I'll
0: organise it for you. Exactly. But I'm gonna go home tonight. Yeah,
1: that's when I thrive actually, when I yeah. organise stuff for other people that I don't actually have to go to. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love it, yeah. Just do that. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. <laughs> and don't feel guilty. I know. Yeah. yeah. So it's letting yourself off for being an
0: introvert or extrovert, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Okay. So that was the other thing I wanted to cover, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, I had an interesting chat with my dad. All right, okay. I'm fascinated by your dad. Oh, he's so interesting. Mm. So I, I took him out for din- uh, lunch yesterday, because it was his birthday back in April, but I was in Madrid.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was like, I'll take you out for lunch. Lunch when you know, when everything settled and got back. So he was telling me all about his trip because he'd just been away for three weeks in Israel. Oh right. So I was hearing all about that and it was totally fascinating. Like for example, this is an aside to what I was going to tell you. Mm. Bethlehem Mm -hmm. was on one time zone and Jerusalem was on another time zone, Mm. and they're literally next to each other. So he was organ like an hour behind. So Jerusalem, I think, if this is the right way around, had moved a hedge just like we have for the british summertime so it moved an hour ahead Mm -hmm. and bethlehem had not so he was organizing meetings with people and getting completely confused about whether he was going forwards or backwards and knowing what time anything was and he was (laughs) just like so i had to be super like agile and just problem solve all the time wow i was like that's weird yeah anyway i don't know anything about that part of the world i had a great time Mm. if you ever want a tour guide yeah, That's very Christ- like based on the history of Christianity in the area. <laughs> He's your man. We should maybe mention again that Hannah's Hannah dad's a vicar, yeah. which is probably why he was there doing that stuff. Well, what he actually does now is he is in charge of a theological college which teaches, um, you know, it's an academic course that teaches people to be... so So it's he's hugely um academic and you know he speaks like ancient greek and teaches that and that Mm. kind of stuff so yeah i
1: find that stuff all fascinating actually yeah and i'm
0: not i'm not religious myself i just think it's interesting yeah Mm. same like Mm. i can have an intellectual conversation about it without it being like why don't you believe yeah which is nice Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, the, the, the thing that he did bring up was that he was concerned about my relationship.
1: Oh no. <laughs> Why is he concerned about your relationship?
0: Has he been listening to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he gets all his information from my mum who does listen. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, apparently my mum was like, it's just a bit of fun. Right. Yeah. So, and he's worried that I'm like going to get hurt. Yeah. And I was like, but that's the case with every relationship we go into. Mm-hmm. There is a risk of getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and he ended up saying it was a bit like a penny farthing. Right. Okay. So basically, most of my life is this big, the big, the big wheel. wheel. Mm-hmm. And this is the bit that I liked. And then he was like in the little wheel bit. He was in the little wheel. Mm, the art teacher. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So the art teacher was in that like little wheel. So most of my life happens over here, and I'm yeah, like a mum, and mm-hmm. I've got you know work to do and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at the weekend, don't have my kids, and I see the art teacher when I can because you know mm-hmm. he's currently busy a lot. Yeah. Um. And I, but I was like, what's wrong with that? No, I don't think there's any problem with that. like, either. Well, penny farthings are kind of difficult to write. and I'm like, yeah, but they'd be even harder if you didn't have the B. If you didn't have that's a little true. wheel, <laughs> then you're just on a massive unicycle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And he's um, like, but how, I want him to be more involved in the rest of your life. And I was like, but I don't want him to be. I know.
1: Mm, I guess you've got to try and work out how much of that is, like, um, wise person giving you life advice and yeah. how much of it is sort of, like um, like, not as up to date. Views necessarily maybe from a male perspective, you know. Yeah, maybe. Um, because
0: that's the kind of thing dads worry about, isn't it? Like, daughter getting a heartbroken. Yeah, and it's like, well, even if I do, this is another Natalieism. So whenever I'm about to make interesting cho- choices, she'll be like, <laughs> "Well, whatever happens, we'll get through it." Yeah, I agree with that. You get you get hurt. You've mm. been hurt before. We'll get through it. Mm. Yeah. Go and make the mistake if you need to. It's Mm. obvious that you still have lessons to learn. So Mm. if you're going to go make an old mistake, Mm -hmm. in my view, Mm. um, you'll get over it and it'll be okay. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's right. Like,
1: I I really look up to my parents and I think you do as well. Mm. Um, And so when they say something like that, it can be quite, like... Um, challenging because you you like oh no I have to change everything that I'm doing now because yeah my, my or parents get defensive yeah yeah or get defensive because you take it seriously what they say you know and yeah. it's got to be considered so I think that's natural to go oh I'm like you know is
0: is what he says got any weight to it but also you've made this decision yourself and you're a grown up would well, you know you? what so. I really enjoyed about it was the fact that I was it didn't get heated at all and no. I was able to go this is what I want at the moment and at some point maybe the little wheel will get bigger yeah. <laughs> and the big wheel will get littler and it'll be like a bike mm. I, like I don't know where it's going or yeah. what the future holds but none of us do mm, he could true. be making all the promises in the world mm. and it still go wrong that's he true. could also be putting lots of pressure on me to be like why haven't you introduced me to your kids yeah like what does it mean what does that what you're trying to tell me am I not important to you Definitely, and there's loads of people who would be doing that. There's loads of people who would, and yeah. Because really he's mentioned it. it that his friends are a bit like, "Why have you not met her kids?" And I'm like, "Yeah, my kids have got shitloads going on in their lives." Yeah, I also think you need to be like
1: really invested in somebody to take it to that level. Otherwise, like it ha- can have a knock-on effect on
0: the kids. Like, it's and they're about to. They're both moving schools in September. Yeah. Their dad's just moved house. I'm about to move well not about to move house. We all know where that's going. At some point soon they know we are moving. Like there's a lot going on in the next year that I just want them to feel settled.
1: Yeah. And if so you, I feel if... like
0: I'm justifying it to the world again. But it's more yeah. that I'm thinking out loud and making sure that it's right. Yeah. Cause also he probably doesn't want to meet my kids anyway. <laughs> no, and, and And then that's a different conversation.
1: Yeah and yeah I also just think like if you're happy with this like I'm sure that the reason for a lot of people to introduce their kids to their new partner is because they want you to all be part of the same happy family Mm. that's gonna be together for the rest of your lives and that's the way that you want to live as a family unit which is just not where you're at is
0: it so I am Madonna (laughs) yeah you are Madonna I am (laughs) looking after (laughs) myself and my little island yeah so I think that's probably a nice way to end yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah and that's mm. not what I'm after right now so and we don't need it no. and I think a lot of relationships can start quickly after heartbreak because mm. you just feel so fucking insecure yeah definitely and you're like please tell me I'm pretty and smart going yeah. back to mm-hmm. dating online things and mm-hmm. and not feeling alone because it's not fun no but we are capable and we can do these things on our own hmm um and it's nice getting the i don't know like the odd little thing where you're like oh i've just bought a house
1: yeah and it's just you and you've done it i've actually yeah. done that
0: as an actual grown-up at the mm. age of 40 mm-hmm.
1: yeah i know <laughs> but you, like so, and you don't need anybody else to do that with you you know no you can do that by yourself
0: but maybe that's the final piece of the jigsaw for me is to be like, have the confidence just to crack on and do that. But will yeah. you come and like look around houses with of me? Of course
1: I will. I would absolutely love to. Yeah. Love that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> I'm in. Yay. <laughs> Let me just check if there's anything else. Oh. I'll leave you with a little story from today. Oh. Mm -hmm. I did something really bad this morning, Katie. Mm -hmm. Like, it it was literally the worst thing you can do as a mother to your child. Oh, God. What was it? I've forgotten on uniform day. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. His little face when we pulled up, we were both like, oh, my God. What did you do? That is literally the thing that makes me feel... I think it's there's something about seeing your kid mortified that is worse Mm -hmm. than anything that could ever happen to you. Mm -hmm. I felt so bad. Thank the baby Jesus. All right. (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna fix this. I don't know how. I'm gonna go see what's in the boot. I opened the boot and it was full of bags of um, charity clothes to go to the charity shop that I've been driving around with for so long. I'd forgotten they were there. That's destiny, I think. <laughs> Thank you, universe! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, dear.
1: So, yeah. So, we put something on in the end from the moon. I
0: mean, it, it didn't look great.
1: If you go, that's better than having school clothes on, though, on non uniform day, isn't it?
0: Oh, it is. Like, mm. he was happy as Larry yeah, putting good. on a pair of holy joggings. Joggings? Joggings. <laughs> holy joggers that yeah. came up, like, well up his shin. Yeah, it's better than school uniform, though, on non-uniform Hideous days. blue socks with his school shoes. Oh. <laughs> I managed, because it was red, white, and blue for the coronation.
1: The coronation. He yeah. was
0: wearing a white, like, polo shirt, so I was like, you'll have to keep that on. Yeah. And then I found a red shirt in a bag. Oh. Boom. Yeah, well done. I can't, I can't believe you turned that one round. Me neither. Mm. I feel like that was some good karma. I must have done something good at some point that yeah. was like we're going to make sure, we're going to cut, we've got your back for yeah. when you fuck up and forget the uniform tent.
1: It's some charity shop clothes in the food.
0: Yeah. Oh dear. So mm. there you go.
1: Yeah, I can't, I'm, I can't think of anything worse than that. I
0: know. I know. Wait, you've really been, been that child, right? right?
1: Uh, well, I don't even know whether I did. I just like, can't. but like, you can I'm, imagine yeah, how awful yeah, it would be if you did come yeah, to absolutely. school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Yeah. Aww. Worst thing in the world. But you recovered, Yay! Well done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm now going to go buy some toilet toilet roll. Yeah, I think and that's then a good I feel idea. like I've had a really successful week. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start a dream journal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch up on that one next month. Yes. It's lovely when I won't have done it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Katie. Bye Have you. a lovely weekend. Sorry for dragging you out yeah. So Katie's also not feeling her best this week. Oh, I'm all right. And I was like, <laughs> I still need you to come on the podcast. Can yeah. you suck it up? Yeah, we did a good one. I think we're okay. Yeah, mm. we're all right. Oh, thanks, Fab. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah Harvey. It would be wonderful if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, then please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through either Instagram at mumsdays or through my website, mumsdays.com.